Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. And welcome back to Jack and Payne on SEN Hobart with myself, Jack Revolt, and of course, Tim Payne. Still to come, Payne, Ariane Titmus, the queen of the pool over there in Tokyo and plenty more. But this man, well, he, well, he, he probably is the most important man in Tasmania. Um, he's the one yep. that makes everything happen. He makes all the decisions and... That is the Premier, Peter Gutwin. Peter, thank you for joining us here on SEN Hobart. Well, look, it's fantastic to um, be able to have a chat with you tonight, Jack. It's um, brilliant. Uh, Yes, look, I'm not sure if I make everything happen. I certainly get blamed when things don't happen. I assure you that. (laughs) Take the take. (laughs) No, no, you make make it happen and then pass the buck when it comes to the blame, mate. Well, let's kick it off early on, mate. It's been a a massive 24 hours um, well, in the Australian landscape, but certainly in the in the Tasmanian landscape as well, um, with first COVID case in, in 400 days, unfortunately, and then the the ramifications for that in in the sporting landscape with Collingwood and Hawthorne uh, them being cancelled for their game in Launceston, is is it an easy decision to make that one uh, for the public health, or is there something to is it is it hard to weigh up? Look, I have to, look. It was a difficult decision, but. Uh, you know, the first and foremost thought that um, that we've had, both uh, myself, the Cabinet, and obviously public health, is keeping Tasmanians safe throughout this. And, um, you know, so when faced with the circumstance that we had today, and I, I, need, I should make the point that whilst we've had a case, um, yeah, that case was in quarantine, not um, uh, one that was community transmission out uh, in the community. So we're fortunate in that regard, but obviously we've got a, a fair bit of work to do now in terms of tracking and tracing and unfortunately uh, with the expected increase that we'll get with um, testing tomorrow and then I think on Saturday as a result a lot of those results from the community won't be back uh, until Sunday uh, probably late Sunday and so in terms of uh, keeping the community safe and understanding where the virus is um, it's just important that we put that game off and you know didn't create a super spreader event down here. Yeah, absolutely, Peter. Absolutely. Sad news, obviously, for, for Tasmanian football fans. Uh, it would have been great to have such two big clubs like Collingwood and Hawthorne. First time playing, Collingwood but, playing in Tassie um, for, for four points, Paney. So this is a bit disappointing there. Was but it the, really? Yeah, the, so the safety comes first, which is, which is important. Absolutely. And Look, I have to say, well, and, my wife's a, and my wife's a Collingwood supporter, so it's, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it'll be an interesting conversation later tonight. But, um, <laughs> no, look, you've, you've got to do that. You've... You've got to make decisions, um, first and foremost, putting uh, people's uh, uh, health at the forefront of uh, every decision that, uh, that's made. And uh, yeah. that's what we've done. It's unfortunate, uh, but you know, 
uh, these things happen. It's just the way that, um, that life is at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Can't argue with that decision. We, in some slightly more positive news, we, we, we're hearing that the Colin Carter report has been considered by the AFL Commission. Um, they're seeking a bit of feedback from the 18 clubs. Have you been privy to any information from that and, um, and how's it looking if you have? Well, look, obviously I've been in touch with uh, Gil uh, you know, through the course of the week and I had a, a short conversation with him today, uh, obviously in terms of the fact that we were, one, cancelling the game, but uh, seeking an understanding as to when we might see the report uh, and I'll have the report yep. uh, early next week, I'd expect. Now, you know, I've made it perfectly clear that um, you know, we want to see that report before we're in a position uh, to know whether... Uh, what the rollover would look like in terms of the Hawthorne North Melbourne contracts. Both of those contracts finish yep. this year, and we obviously want to see content next year. But you know, I think that that report is going to um, be important. It'll provide um, us with an understanding of what the pathway forward might look like. Noting that you know the final decision would still need to be made by the uh, AFL club presidents later this year. Yeah, and out of it, are we expecting, or are you expecting to get some sort of timeline? Is that is that what we're, we're probably looking to get out of it, or do you think that's a bit further down the track? Well, in terms of... Just for Jack. Jack wants to know how long he's going to play on, effectively. <laughs> well, the business case that we provided to the AFL, which I, I think was um, a very robust document, um, yeah, that contemplated a licence in uh, you know, 2025-26. So... You know, moving forward five years, which I think would be you know, a reasonable pathway for the state in terms of ensuring that it could get all of the necessary machinery in place to support a, a club. Uh, the conversations that I had with Colin earlier this year, uh, and I have to say, you know, he seems to be a very genuine, um, you know, he's obviously a very smart individual, um, but you know, certainly one that's got an eye to the future as well. And you know, I'd hope that, um, that he's been supportive in terms of his uh, comments regarding Tasmania moving forward. You know, certainly the speculation in the Melbourne press is that uh, that he has been, but you know, to this point I haven't uh, read the report, I haven't seen it, and you know, in the conversation that I had with Gil today, um, we didn't discuss its content, um, albeit I did ask him, um, but uh, you know, I will have a report uh, early next week and then uh, would be my intention to, um, to share that with uh, uh, the Tasmanian public. I think that's the only fair thing to do. And then we'll make a decision in terms of what next year looks like uh, regarding our contracts. And the process going forward for, for actually getting the team and, and, and having it, I suppose, made viable. Correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, the the clubs, the, other, well, the existing 18 clubs actually vote on, on whether or not that 19th licence will be issued. Um, and do, do you make contact with... Uh, the presidents and CEOs of the existing AFL clubs to sound out their advice, or is that something down the line once the report's out that you that you will do to to find out areas that that um, you can you can go in and actually make sure that we're getting right, so that when we do come out of this, as it is a business case with a successful um, product for for Tasmanians and, and Tasmanian football. Well, I think the key thing is. Um there's already been engagement with uh, AFL club presidents by the task force. It was headed up by Brett Godfrey, 
Um, he, he and his team did a fantastic job um, in pu- pulling that together. So they've had some interaction with club presidents, and I have as well with a, a number of club presidents as well. And yeah, obviously, you know, at the moment, uh, the AFL as a, uh, a business, if I call it that, is going through a pretty difficult time in terms of managing COVID and doing a fantastic job, I must admit. Yeah, that's one thing that I think um, you know, I, most people do understand that you know, to get the product on the ground each week under the current circumstances, uh, the AFL's been doing you know, a good job. And you know, Jack, you know the difficulties here in terms of the impact that's had on players and families and clubs. Um, you know, you've had to be pretty nimble and uh, do some pretty tough things in terms of um, your own um, isolation and the bubbles that you've been, been living in. But you know, the AFL's getting the product on the ground. Um, and so I'm cognizant of that. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, Gil and I have had a couple of discussions in terms of, of those matters. But as we move forward, um, the key thing will be, one, understand what um, uh, Collins had to say. Uh, as I've said, I hope it's positive. Um, certainly the speculation is that it will be positive and that there is a pathway. Now, it'll then be a matter of engagement with the AFL uh, Commission and um, then ultimately with the presidents themselves, um, which we'll speak to each of them individually over the coming months. You know, to ensure that they understand very clearly the case that we're putting forward. Um, you know, not just the fact that we've got desire to have a team, but the fact that we believe that we can stack a team up and uh, you know, we've uh, done the work. And then it'll be a matter of, I would imagine, a number of gates that we'd need to get through you know, in terms of ensuring that by the time we got to, you know, say, 2025, 26, that you know, we are in a position where we can not only be competitive on the field, uh, but importantly, that we've got the structures uh, to enable a, a club to move forward successfully in its fledgling years. It's a bit of a double-sided question, but I, do do you think the state has the ability to, if if we do have a COVID-affected season, um, and, and this probably goes for for all sports really, the Big Bash and even AFL next year, is there a want or an ability to possibly have hubs or host? a hub-like scenario for, for the major codes down in, in, in Tasmania? Look, there certainly is, and we've, we've had some discussions about that. And obviously, you know, next year, uh, even with vaccination rates getting to the levels that have been talked about, you know, 70 to 80% of um, those two gates and life starting to return to normal, you know, there's still going to be challenges next year. And in terms of hubs, you know, Tasmania, you know, certainly... Uh, happy to play its part. Like I like I'm, even though we've had a case today, um, whilst that case has been you know, somebody inbound from New South Wales that we've picked up in quarantine, um, you know, Tasmania I think is still the safest place in the country and one of the safest places in the world. And as we move forward, you know, as vaccination rates increase, and we're very in a very strong position here in Tasmania in regards to that, by effectively leading all of the states and territories um, in terms of our vaccination rates. Now, if there's an opportunity to, to provide a, a hub arrangement, um, we had some discussions earlier on this year uh, about that. Um, yeah, we'd certainly look to play our part uh, because we're all going to have to manage our way through this to ensure that we can get um, you know, games on the park on a Saturday and that we can provide appropriate op- opportunities for, um, for players, families and clubs um, to ensure that you know, next year can be a successful year. And with the news uh, yesterday that the, the COVID cases have, have returned to Victoria and, and back into lockdown, we know that New South Wales is in lockdown. We know that Queensland is in lockdown. South Australia has just come out of lockdown. 
What are the chances of Tasmania throwing their hat in the ring to host the AFL Grand Final? I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. By the end of by, you you don't know the the the, the health picture in two to three weeks' time. Can we can we make a play for it? Look, it'd be a grand final that um, you know, would have a maximum crowd of twenty five thousand, which would be challenging. They only had thirty um, there last year, Peter, at the uh, at the Gabba. Twenty five sounds. I'm telling you now, 25 Tasmanians is certainly louder than 30,000 Brisbane people. So I like our, I like our chances. Well, Jack, look, I'll put that into my thinking. Um, <laughs> as I say at the moment, I'm, um, I'm, just, I'm still bemoaning the fact that we can't have 10,000 people at the game on, on Sunday here. But look, it's been, look, it is challenging. Uh, you know, Tassie's, you know, as I say, I think relatively, um, you know, the safest place in the country at the moment. Um, and, you know, obviously there will be twists and turns as the season plays its way out. Um, you know, there's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, WA, I think, are tracking a case at the moment. Um, South Australia's been in and out of lockdown. And Queensland, you know, is obviously having its difficulties. Um, unfortunately, New South Wales, I think, is going to go on for some time. Um, and now with Victoria today back into its sixth, sixth lockdown, um, you know, there are going to be more twists and turns. The unfortunate thing for the country is that this new Delta strain is different. Um, you know, it's far more transmissible, uh, and unfortunately, um, you know, that effect is uh, is impacting right across the country at the moment. Um, uh, most of all in New South Wales, uh, you know, they've got uh, a lot of work in front of them to get out of it. We sure do. So we can lock that in then, Jack. I reckon Tassie Grand Final. 2021. Fantastic. You've heard it here first. At the pouch. Uh, Peter, just a quick one back on, you touched on the um, communication you've had with some of the club presidents. One in particular, uh, you had a very public tit-for-tat with Tony Cochran from the, uh, from the, from the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, I had a bit of a chuckle to myself the following week when I saw you'd, you'd gone to the North Melbourne and Gold Coast game at Bell Reeve and you were sitting right next to him. How was the reception there when he walked in and... and and what sort of bloke is he? He seems a little bit strange. He's certainly against the Tasmanian team covering the AFL, so we're not going to get his vote, that is for sure. Well, look, if I, if I were Tony Cochran, like, obviously, you know, he's got his own challenges at the moment in terms of, sure um, you know, uh, ensuring that that club uh, can, you know, at least be competitive. And, yeah, that's been a challenge for, for that club for um, ever since it, uh, its inception. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's been a very difficult year. Look, the one thing I'd say about Tony, um, and uh, we had a, a good chat on that day, uh, and you know, I made mention um, when I spoke um, at the function that day that um, you know, I'd much prefer to deal with people that are straight shooters, um, that call it as they see it, uh, rather than um, beat around the bush. And, you know... Uh, I mightn't like what Tony had to say about um, his views on uh, a, a new licence being issued. Um, uh, I did point out that, um, you know, because uh, he did uh, make the point that you know, a new licence in the current environment um, was something that uh, would not suit anyone, and I agree with that. I think in the current environment um, it wouldn't be appropriate. But I think, you know, looking at a five-year uh, glide path and, um, you know, our working off the back of the business case that we've got. I think, yeah, that's a completely different proposition. But, look, Tony and I got on well. Uh, at the end of the day, he calls a spade a shovel. Um, I don't mind that. Um, you know, he's uh, doing his best for his club. I'm doing my best for this state. And I did make the point that, 
you know, the, the one piece of common ground that we've got is that you know, football clubs are about aspiration. You know, they're about winning games, winning finals, but most importantly, um, they aspire to ensure that the young men and women that go through those clubs um, turn out to be better people and that they can live you know, better and more fulfilled lives. Well, you know, as a Premier of Tasmania, um, I've got an aspiration as well, and I want um, young Tasmanian men and women you know, to have better and more fulfilled lives. And I'm a great believer that um, you know, in enabling Tasmania as a state of the Federation to have a team in a national competition actually you know, provides uh, that opportunity. And I think it'll be good for the footballing base, um, both uh, uh, in the men's and women's codes, and importantly, you know, provide uh, an opportunity for our young kids down here to actually aspire to, to get to places like Jack's been and uh, hopefully provide a, a pathway that um, you know, can easily be, be set out and kids here can be proud to play for their own state rather than play for someone else's club in the uh, you know, suburb of Melbourne. Here, 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 here with that one. Um, Tokyo 2020 on at the moment, or 2021, however you like to to look at it, Peter, but uh, we've had some amazing Tasmanian uh, athletes go over there and, and represent uh, the country, but, but also represent the Apple Isle. I want to know... Um, Ariane Titmus, the, the golden girl for mine of the uh, Olympics. Um, I don't know whether you caught the little Facebook plug from uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk, the Queensland Premier, trying to claim her as a Queenslander. Um, couldn't have that one one bit, but where's the where's the ticker take parade going to happen for, for Ariana? And also, where are we going to put the bronze statue of her as well? I'm, I'm thinking... St David's Park or something like that in the mall there in the middle of Hobart or, or probably up in Launceston um, somewhere. But but parade, can we organise that for, for Ariane? Look, I would think um, there'll be a very, very grand welcome for Ariane when she returns. Um, yeah, already I know that um, yeah, the local council in Launceston uh, has been giving uh, consideration to the key to the city. Um, yeah, she was just spectacular. And, you know, for a, a young girl out of Launceston to, you know, chase a dream down as she did, um, you know, move to another state and, um, you know, and spend time there to actually, you know, be coached by the best. But then uh, in that 200 and 400 to actually swim down with Decky as she did was just brilliant. I haven't watched a great deal of the Olympics, so I don't get much time in my job to watch a lot of TV, but I watched those two races and with the cabinet... Uh, we watched the 400 together, and uh, it was just sensational. Just, you know, the guts that um, that uh, girls got to to follow, uh, obviously what was a race plan, but then just to claw back and um, and to win was sensational. So, now look, we'll be uh, certainly working with um, with her and her management and the family um, to ensure that we can do something appropriate. And uh, it is interesting. I, and, you know, times like this, everybody knows the Tipmas family. Um, it, uh, I played cricket for a long time with um, with Steve. Um, when we were much younger and I couldn't be happier for him as a father. I must admit, I did say on uh, uh, publicly on the TV that night uh, down here that you know, I'd, I've never seen a father more proud and uh, I don't think there's ever been a father that deserved to be more proud than, uh, than what he was on that day. It was fantastic. Now, we're not going to let you get off scot-free without talking about your own footballing career, uh, Peter. And now there's... Uh, I've, I've, we've delved a little bit deep and... and we don't know whether this one's true or not, but it's come up from a, uh, well, I won't say a reliable source, but it's come up from, from one of our sources. There's, there's, is it true that you were deregistered once from playing AFL football? 
Yes. Uh, well, deregistered. That's is, good. Um, no, that's, I just, that's the only answer I want to hear. Deregistered. Mm. I've got a second part to this question because there's a rumour going around that to play in a game of football after you were deregistered, you were actually pardoned by the Queen, our Queen, the monarch of the Commonwealth. Is is that true as well? Uh Yes, it is true, but I do think I should provide a context, Jack um, and Tim, because otherwise uh, Please. Uh, this could go anywhere. Um, look, when I was a young fellow, and I was, I was playing football at an early age, senior football at an early age, and I ended up having a falling out with a club uh, and decided to go and play amateur football. Um, now, in those days, if you went and left um, one of the major leagues down here, and at the time I think it would have been NTFA and WFU or um, uh, the SFL, I think it probably was at that, that time down south, uh, I went. I left uh, my NTFA club and went and played for an amateur club. And if you left without a clearance, you were automatically banned for life. Um, I didn't know that as a 17-year-old, and the club uh, hadn't explained that to me uh, but uh, all of a sudden, as a 17-year-old, um, I was not able to return back to uh, you know, one of the recognised senior codes. So I ended up playing a year and a half, or a season and a half, um, in the amateurs. In 1983, there was a royal visit. And as part of that royal visit, um, uh, all uh, sports people who run in similar situations like me uh, were provided with a pardon. And I was able to um, come back and play... Uh, for then it was East Launceston, which is now the South Launceston Football Club, and uh, get back into um, senior football. There you go. Terrific research, Jack. <laughs> very Terrific good. Research. Well, we've got a very good source on the ground down there. and Okay. He's given us well, that well, he's little got nugget. This, he's got off to a good start, yes. that is for sure. Now, Peter, before we let you go, I, I, I know you're a passionate West Coast Eagles man, so we, we want to get your read on what's happening there. What are your thoughts? The, the wheels look to be falling off a little bit over there in the West. Have you got any... Any information coming out of there that's concerning you? Look, the wheels do seem to be falling off, and I must admit, I think. Gone. Well, look, I, I think they are. To be frank, I, I don't think they they can uh, get through. But it's it's interesting, isn't it? I think um, you know this year, and Jack, you'd be best placed to to understand this. Um, you know, it's been a real year of attrition. Um, it's not been about um, you know, managing injuries and getting people on the park. It's also been about managing COVID and you know, crossing borders and hubs and being separated from family. Uh, you know, whoever wins the grand final this year um, will definitely uh, win a flag that's, that's worth winning because um, I don't think, you know, certainly last year and, um, and with the challenges that we've had again this year and that we're going to continue to face, um, it's been a particularly difficult year. But now I must admit, um, yeah, poor old West Coast, uh, unfortunately, not quite going as well as I would like them to. Just battling away, aren't they? Really battling. And it, uh, one of my ministers is a fantastic Richmond supporter um, as well, Jack, and um, promotion. he's a bit unhappy with Richmond Definitely as well a promotion the there. Well, Premier, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You've done a lot for, for Tasmanian sport. No doubt we'll, we would love to get you on the show again because we can talk... All things Tassie, and, and that little nugget of gold has certainly made my day. I'm going to be walking with a little pep in my step. We, we really do appreciate you coming online, and um, thanks for joining us on, on Jack and Painey. Well, lads, thanks very much for having me. It's been my pleasure to be on, and uh, good luck to you both. Cheers. It's time thanks to get to some news headlines now. Uh, this is Jack and Painey on SEN Hobart.